How am I sounding right now? Am I low? No, you're sounding good, nice and strong. All right, we'll go from there. This thing Sounds is just good. being like barfy right now. Barfy, is that a technical term? Yep. Technical it's my, term. It's my technical term. Canadian Melodies. Correct. Right. And I guess so, we should also tell people what Canadian Melodies is. So it's, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's an Instagram count, account uh, run by some wonderful people who have really awesome taste in Canadian music and really, I think, just want to share Canadian music with people, which is I have started cool. following them. Yeah, it is yeah. very cool. And uh, discovered some new artists and yeah. a couple older older ones, which is very cool. Yeah, so they do a song of the day every day, um, and it is uh, celebrating Canada. And uh, yeah, so it's C. Oh, there we go. So C, D, and Melody. And they have lots of songs of the day that just pop up. And the cool thing about it is it's always like um, really interesting stuff. It can be brand new, like the latest from Shad is up there uh, as something you should listen to. But like, Lydia Persaud's record from a couple of years ago was there, which is a great record. Uh, you get some bigger acts like Feist and Sloan that uh, that pop up in the mix. But then I've seen like some really kind of obscure acts or some real retro acts too, like um, uh, the Dream Warriors uh, Pilot. I don't even remember Pilot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so, Hawks so they were Workman's. there. Huxley yeah. Workman's uh, Lover Fighters in there. Yeah, but then it's you really get cool. some really kind of obscure ones. Like, uh, I mean, a classic for me is Slows have not been the, has not been the same, which is yep. up there. Yeah. Uh, but Thomas Darcy, who is great, he has a song on that on there that someone recommended. Uh, so there's lots of really cool kind of obscure acts uh, that that kind of make the list as well. So it's really kind of a uh, it's not just hitting at those major artists or sort of big independent artists, but it's really getting to some really interesting eclectic, uh, uh, yeah, it's an interesting eclectic pick. So definitely, if you're listening, check out their site. Uh, but they were nice enough to ask us if we would uh, be so kind as to uh, donate a song or or pick a song of the day. So uh, we both got to pick, which is probably good. Yeah, because we don't always agree on music, Dave. No, no, we no, don't. Not always. Not always. You're always. You're pretty much wrong all the time. But I let. <laughs> I allow it. So you're wrong. Just, well, it, yeah. You're it wrong, works. but just in a completely different time signature. That's, That's where it. you're wrong, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You're, and it works out well. We're on our off week, so let's. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's a good pop up. Episode. That's right. Yeah. And we'll connect with those guys and, and share it with them. So definitely make sure you follow them on Instagram and you'll see our picks. But we're going to run through our two songs right here and uh, yeah, share why we picked these songs. So you want to go first there, Dave? Because you did pick an older song than me. Yeah. And it's one of those songs that every now and then uh, I just got to listen to it. And it's uh, by Strange Advance. So uh, West Coast band bigger in the 80s they had albums called world away worlds away um you know songs like we run second that i saw you kind of big on 
stations like Bob FM, stations with names like Bob FM, <laughs> Jack FM, that sort of thing. Right. right. That's where we hear them now for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they just released a brand new album called Strange Advance 4. Very interesting enough. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was able to, uh, on my radio show, interview uh, one of the guys, which was super fun and very interesting. So if you're checking the CKCU FM website, find just your average radio show and look up the Strange Advance episode. It's a very uh, good show. It's a yeah. very good show, Dave. Yep, I try. And anyways, this song that I enjoy <clears throat> is uh, from their 1988 album, The Distance Between. Uh, oh, was that um, from 88? I don't think I knew it was from 88. That is 88, and it's it's a very interesting time. Uh, so the song is Love Becomes Electric. And it is, uh, you know, as you're getting to the 80, late 80s, things are starting to change. You're, that early to mid-80s techno pop sound is starting to die. Uh, the guitars are starting to get a little heavier. It's not, you know, hair metal has its own thing but it's starting to die you're starting to hear bands like Soundgarden, faith no more uh strange advance releases their fourth uh, sorry the distance between album and this is the uh, lead off single love becomes electric and to me it's just such a great song it's it was unlike anything they did uh before that the guitars are a little heavier the you know they turned them up to about six or seven as opposed to two Right. And uh, there's, you know, they were just, I feel, starting to get that nice mix. It was, it was starting to, they were moving with the times. And uh, that song still holds up today, I think. Uh, it's got, like I said, great vocals, super cool drums. It's, it's, you know, it's a little ahead of, to me, not ahead of its time, but it was right there. It was, they, it's like they realized, no, we're changing, the sounds are changing. The production was a little uh wasn't as slick you know they they brought in acoustic guitars to kind of make to, to blend in the mix it, it was a very well produced track and uh i wish a band would cover this song today anyway would, yeah it would be a great cover really it would right i mean it's, you know, it's a super catchy song for sure yeah it, it's just, you listen to it the chorus the the kind of the the middle late and then the last outro is just it's just really cool and uh I play it all the time. You go on Spotify, I can I, it's only got forty five thousand streams, and I uh, I can't believe it. Like that song, and you're, be, and you're probably about thirty two hundred, probably two thousand. Yeah, probably. I, you know, I, I just I, love it. I love the splashy drums in it, though. Like it really does. Yep. Uh, uh, it's got a really nice sound that harkens back to their like new wave, um, yep. standard, right? So, but yep. I mean, I I really, it's a really great catchy song. And it's funny, I kind of, one of my shortlist picks was Rational Youth, which kind of fits into that same oh, sure. frame of yeah. mind with that splashy, new wavy guitar, uh, sorry, acoustic guitar, but that new wavy drum, yeah. kind of splashing wet wet drum effect in the background, right? So, yeah, yeah very kind of similar in, in theme, right? No, it's a great, I always remember them from the 1983 Junos, which is, I think, the first Juno Awards I ever watched, which right. is... Like this Juno Awards, it was like you look at all the bands who were on that. It must have been the crowning achievement of Canadian music because you had, uh, I mean, you had 
the payolas get group of the year and beat rush and you have like <laughs> subdivisions given up and don't get me wrong that payolas album is amazing and these guys yeah. were like the, the most promising band of the year like the right. promising group of the year like so they were really kind of came on the scene at that time with carol pope and and, and that sort of era of canadian music right and if you look yeah. back at the the awards for that like every person nominated is like a household name in canada whether it's folk stars like uh you know um gordon lightfoot or whether it's rock stars like you know rush or saga uh or you know or whether it's classical musicians like leona boyd like it's just a weird year to look back and and that's where i always remember strains of dance from was this band and seeing them play and thinking who are these guys like so and then so that's why i thought the song was from earlier i never knew it was 88 yeah. wow interesting very interesting uh yeah but highly recommend pick like just checking out that track and just give it a couple spins it is infectious it's true
was saying to you how how difficult this must be for the Canadian Melodies people. They they get to pick a song every couple of days, so it's like they can just pinpoint. When you're asked to yeah. pick one Canadian song, it was like I had like I, I shortlisted it down to about seven and was like, man, this is hard. Yeah. Uh, and I also was like, uh, you know me, Dave. I'm I'm sort of really trying to get away from kind of you know nostalgia you know looking back on nostalgia for the 90s or 80s so i kind of wanted to also pick something new but then you know but then i i I heard a song come on my playlist and i was like i love this song just love it so i went with um when people think of attack and black they might think of that sort of emo-ish rock sound that they had on their first two albums their third album though is a beautiful kind of folkish neil youngy thing that they have right. going on uh and the the lead-off single the title track of the album um is easily my favorite song on the album and and easily my favorite song by attack and black and i really like the band attack and black but that album yeah just just that song blows me away uh so the song is called years brackets i want to make sure i got the brackets right by 1000 fingertips uh and for those of you who don't know attack and black you probably know daniel romano the chameleon of canadian music he changes his sound on every single album he's a country guy he's a folk guy he's thinks he's david bowie he thinks he's like a like he just changes with every album and this this record is just a really interesting mix but this song there's this beautiful little melody that just runs through the song and i i made it akin in the write-up i gave to to canadian melodies it's like skipping through a path it's just this lovely light melody and uh with this nice little easy guitar lead in it and then his lyrics are like i i think after all the times listening to it i'm pretty sure the song's about the love of music and how it's there for you at all these times in your life but i'm not 100 percent sure of that because it's written in this like pseudo philosophical way that uh i just think I don't know. I don't know what he's really singing about. I can't be 100% sure, but that's what I like about songwriters when I'm not quite sure. And yep. um, and for this song, it's just a lovely song. I still remember the first time I threw this disc in the car. I was really excited about a new Ta- Attack and Black record. Put it on, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is not Attack and Black. This is not in your face and heavy. But by the end of the song, I was like, oh, I'm playing that again. And it's always just a song that I always come back to as a, a as a Canadian song that I, damn it, it makes me mad that the country didn't go humming along to this because it's such a beautifully crafted tune. Well, I, I think, and I think there's a common thread of our two picks. It's like, That's how it. how is my, how is Strange Advance, Love Becomes Electric? I don't hear it. Right on on Bob or Jack, you know, when I'm flipping channels, Love Becomes Electric would have no problem being played on modern alternative stations, right? Uh, as well, and and same as yours, it's like, how are more people not listening to this? And it's just well, and I think both bands fit into that category of kind of footnoted Canadian bands of yes. the era. Like yes. you know, if you look back to the 1980s, people remember Spoons, people remember. Carol Pope, they remember the Paolas. I, I think people would be, oh yeah, strange advance. Uh, you know, and they would kind of remember them and or maybe mix them up with another Canadian band at the time, like Frozen Ghost. Uh, like you know, you you might like <laughs> kind right. of throw, oh, was that that band? No, that's Frozen Ghost, right? Like, so yeah. <laughs> whereas I think 
I think Attack and Black was the same thing. They were kind of in the shadows of bands like the Constantines and the Weaker Thans, and and, and of course fellow band fellow label mates uh, Alexis on Fire, and they kind right. of got put on the back burner for a lot of musicians. It seemed like every time I saw them, they were playing great bars and doing well, but they weren't taking that next step, which was always a shame because I always thought their albums were terrific. Um, and then now they've all kind of got their own solo things going on and they're all terrific. They all just kind of do their own thing and, and it's great, but it's um, yeah, they're a band who I just kind of think in the mix of everything else, maybe got, got missed out a little bit, which was a shame because they wrote amazing records. And again, I think that's, um, that's a, that's part and parcel of the music industry, right? That we forget bands occasionally and they just kind of disappear into the ether um i mean uh luckily for for fans of attack and black unlike fans of strange advance they did continue in one way shape or form right like you have to wait six and a half minutes for daniel romano to release a new record um like right. it seems like like he, he releases albums like he's you know in king gizzard it's like every couple of months <laughs> there's a new record um and if it's not him, Spencer Burton's got a new album, or Ian Kono has a new album. So they, they're always releasing stuff, which is super cool to see. Uh, well, you brought, but you brought up, who just you, disappeared, right? Yeah, and you brought up Neil Young earlier, like that back in Neil Young's heyday. That's what he did. Yeah, he would, absolutely. He could release two or three albums a year in a different incarnation, be like him right. solo, him crazy horse, him yeah. with maybe a little more new wavy band, like early '80s stuff, right? Like you can't, you can't tie some of these people down. Right. And that's and, the beautiful thing, right? Like you listen to any of the solo stuff from Attack and Black Down, you're it's it's almost hard to see any connection between the first and second albums of Attack and Black. That sort of more emo uh sounding harder rock edge. Uh you can definitely connect it, I think, more to this third album, uh years. Uh, but definitely give a uh, give a listen to that single. It's it's a it's a beautiful little number. Um that yeah, could have been written by Neil Young um, and, and would certainly fit in his wheelhouse for sure.
Don't come 